What's up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. So if it's your first time coming to hang out, let me tell you what goes on around here so we can all be on the same page for the episode. The name Buds, Bros, and Superheroes is exactly what you're getting today. Three conversations pertaining around Buds, which is like marijuana kind of talk. You know, I call it traveling the green. Then we're going to go into a bros section where our guest today, new to the show, first time coming to hang out, uh, have a great conversation piece for that, and first time here, we're ever going to do... I'm going to put a song, a song of theirs on here. It's going to be great. We're almost like premiering a song, I want to say. And then finally, we are going to talk about superheroes, taking a little bit of what I think the show is going to be leaning towards in this section and not having one thing to talk about as much as many things to talk about. A mukbang, if you will. I don't know if that term only exclusively applies to people eating a bunch of various things. It doesn't really matter, but we're going to talk about a few different things. My name's Nick James. Thanks so much for coming to hang out, guys. Like I said, the guy on the other end of the mic today is the first time here, Austin. Please, man, say hello and dude, yeah. thanks so much for coming to hang out. Yeah, man, thanks for inviting me. What's up? I'm glad you have me on the podcast and everything. Um, I'm excited, you know? I'm excited to have you here. We already had some pretty nice flow going before we yeah. even got on mic, so I think <laughs> no we're going to carry that straight through and give a really good episode for everybody to listen to. Sounds good. If everybody's interested in all that, let's buckle up and start the show the way that we always do, which is entering into the bud section. So like I alluded to in the opening there, we're going to talk about some uh, cannabis talk. You not only are a new friend and new to the show, but we're also co-workers together. That's how we know each other. And that's another way the show has kind of been leaning because it's really been beefing up the bud section in terms of like we have we can both really relate to working in a dispensary, obviously, which is becoming right. a pretty fun topic around here. Just like most definitely it's almost what I wanted to start off with, if yeah. you will. Not so much a like let's beat up the customer, but like, yeah, pet peeves kind of what what's one thing? Things, one or two things that you'd maybe change about, Ooh. you know, if it's somebody's listening first time, what would you say is some solid advice to a first time person to I, visiting a dispensary? First time, I would say just kind of do your research, know what you're getting into as much as you can before you get there. Um, there's a lot of information anyways, so you know what I mean? People could get the info, just get as much info you can before that or from friends or whatever and then when you come in that you have like kind of an idea because it's like I could understand like some people just come in and like it is really their first time around any stuff like that so it's like they actually need some sort of direction but some people just come in there like have no clue like as for they been around it but because it's legal and you have a choice of what you're looking for they're like completely lost so it's like it's good to at least know what you're looking for beforehand uh besides that i mean really it would just be um don't make multiple orders (laughs) know what you're getting so you could just make that one order and you're set I would say, at the very least, scratch the surface, you know, and I believe, hopefully, even listening to this small little section, we could do that for you in terms of, there's the three types, I believe we talked about it before, of the hybrid, the indica, sativa, at least kind of know, I always like to ask the first question of like, what do you want your medicine to do for you? Exactly. That's a question that you should be prepared for when I say be prepared, because when they look at you and they're like, well, what do you mean? It's like, well, like, what do you, you know, you... what, what are you being prescribed for? And then, like, you have to dig a little deeper, which some people don't want to talk about. Right. And then it's like, well, I need to know if you need, if you don't have nothing for me, I got to dig a little deeper. And right. that's between you and a doctor sometimes. Yeah, I usually ask daytime or nighttime relief. It just makes it easier. It's nice. like that way, you know, if you're trying to go to bed, you know, or relax more, more nighttime. And then 
obviously more high uh, like hybrid or sativa if you're looking for the daytime but uh yeah no i mean like you said like at least scratch the surface so you kind of like have an idea and then like obviously the uh bud tenders and stuff are there for a reason so it's like there's obviously going to be information you're going to learn at the place too we learn stuff every day so it's like people look for answers from us that we don't even know sometimes that's the other thing to keep in mind too anybody listening is like it's still federally illegal so there has been no research on it to always carry us through i was talking to somebody about sleep so there's a bunch of different cannabinoids but the big ones that we talk about uh, the one that most people always are quote-unquote hunting is thc yeah i'm ashamed to know i don't know the actual long term of it sorry guys cbd is the other big one you know if you've got aches or pains or stuff like that i think cbd is great for that uh, anxiety, definitely. it helps with a lot of different things. But the big one that I was just talking about for sleep was CBN. She's like, what's that for? And I was like, ma'am, I'm sorry. I don't even remember the long term for THC. Right. I know a little bit of what it does. I know in here it's a two to one. Mm-hmm. So it'll help with that. I know why I, but why it helps with sleep. I, I, so I can't go that deep with it. I'm sorry. But I, I know it is for helping sleep. It's like, why does melatonin help? Right. I don't know. It's melatonin. It helps you go to sleep. Right. So like. The only thing I really know about, which I learned, was that CBN is actually expired THC. Like, it over the time that THC degrades, it turns into CBN. So, it, like, well, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just makes you more tired. Like, you just forget about some flour or something and then come back to it by the time it, like, some of the THC, like, turn to CBN, it'll probably put you out, you know? That's ma- that's actually a clicking a lot of wheels for me right now because when I was learning a lot about growing, uh, when you get to a phase, you're checking trichromes constantly mm-hmm. and you're waiting for a cloudiness to take over. Right. And if you've hit an amber, you've gone too far and it's a point in which you can't come back where even your strongest, most spicy, racy uh, sativa right. can still flop into an indica because of what you're talking about so wow okay thank right. you yeah no not doubt. only bringing that to me but bringing that to anybody listening nah, I mean, like, that's a good the, point learned, to know i didn't know that too either so at one point we had a three to three to one which was three thc three cbd with one cbn yeah no i've seen in. the tincture the two to two to one like i i feel like a lot of people don't really even consider it but like you said, too, I don't feel like CBN's really that prominent in our program, like the CBN, because like um, even like when you go out west or anywhere, like they have CBN gummies and like specifically CBN gummies for sleep. Nice. So it's like it's not just like it is a popular thing. Just I feel like CBN isn't as popular in our like program right now. I feel like the entire culture that is our program will do what it has done since the beginning, (laughs) i.e. be West and move East. So eventually, hopefully one day, because that'd be great too. You know, my grandparents at one point were asking about CBD. They're like, well, I don't want to get a card. And I was like, no, 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 no. Just go to a, like, you can go to a smoke shop, man. You know, just for somewhere that sells even vape oil Mm. or shit. You know, next time that you stop for gas, go in there and look at their thing and just be like CBD and they might have that for you. Right, right. The only thing that sucks is that like, it like that stuff, not saying that it's like bad, but it's just there, you, there's no percentages or readouts on it, which is a downside. Um, but like hemp derived 
CBD, or I mean, I'm sorry, cannabis-derived CBD has a lot more health benefits, too, than just the hemp-derived. Um, like, you're getting some THC, but it's they work. it works a little bit better from the cannabis plant as opposed to the hemp plant. Like, the hemp plant is more of, like, a filtering plant, a material plant. Like, you, for us, we could use it as, like, a material to, like, replace other things that we use for papers and stuff like that. If you remember our uh, awesome training, if I'm not mistaken, and anybody can call me out, Declaration of Independence. Was probably written on hemp, yeah. Almost certain. Yeah. Um, first pair of Levi Strauss jeans. Levi Strauss? Yeah, I think that's right. They're made out of hemp. Fuck, I want to say so. Dude. If not, it's it's another prominent one. Like there was two or three that I remembered from that. Adidas now the third one makes some shoes now that are made out of hemp. Like it's so great, that's pretty cool. You know, you were at one point as an American citizen, maybe even before America, as as a British colony, even yeah, here in America though, yeah, like obligated. To grow hemp. Right. Because hemp also at that point was great for sales. Like not only it's not only great, it was sales. It was all sales and not only the sales, but the ropes. Right, right. And shipping was everything at that point, because that's the <laughs> fastest way to do yeah. shit at the time, man. Like right. so when you had one plant that could make half of that make it and then what? You all we need is wood. Right. Wood and hemp. You know, exactly. so and then at one point even further down the road in history, the wood people are like, fuck that. <laughs> Let's call it a crazy drug that makes kids all crazy and kill each it's other like and big hump. Farm. Yep, big and farm and now the lumber industry are it hand was. in hand. It's I guess exactly what it. That's yeah, the lumber industry absolutely fucking squashed it because they're like, nah, wood's were, better. Let's yeah. make paper. No, that's why I'm saying I'm surprised. There's not a lot of like somebody has to make a company that approaches all these other like whoever supplies all these people with their paper products. Somebody needs to be the alternative and offer them hemp products for a cheaper price. Like, like, oh, we could give you r- this many rolls of hemp toilet paper for this price and it's cheaper than the um, lumber industry, like the paper cost. So it's like, if you can make that difference, then I think that hemp will become a bigger thing and destroy those industries. But that's not what they, they don't want that. You know what I mean? No, not at all. No, they don't want that at all. They're pretty greedy. Like everybody else, but kind of speaking about what we were talking about, I want to talk a little bit more about these papers that you brought, which are hemp papers. Yeah. Uh, so who are you saying makes them? This is for the hip kids out oh, there, because yeah. I might have missed out on who no, the fuck this good. person is. It's a burner, well, cookies. If It's like a brand of like, they grow flour and stuff. They have a whole brand behind them, but uh, he's an artist burner, and he just kind of branched off and did his own paper company essentially and um yeah i mean they're definitely good products like i mean i like raws but i honestly feel like the variety of vibes they have a good selection and i feel like anyone could kind of find what they like um honestly too um like his branding in general like he just he makes quality products, so I trusted it before I got them. And then, like I said, they make like we I can't find them, but they have the Cali's. Those are like two to three gram or one gram pre rolls, one, two, or three gram pre rolls. And then they have the seven gram pre rolls. So they have a variety. Like I feel like I like that. I like competition because like raw pretty much 
is like ruling the industry on that end of papers. So like they own pretty much every paper company, like Juicy J's and stuff like that. So I like seeing other paper companies and people like making new ingenious products for like cannabis users. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. That raw guy though, I have to like oh, hate dude. to admit it, he is pretty he's, fun to listen to, man. Dude. And he's super ingenious, bro. All of his stuff, it's like stuff that anyone could have thought of, but he just like finds ways to use his products. Like he sells his products to be like like he shows you you can do this with my product. Like you can't you don't just have to use it the regular way. And then he sells more products that way. Like people are like, oh, well, now I could do this with my Raws or, you know what I mean? So it's definitely good marketing too. He's he's very, very smart. And Raw has a lot of different products too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, and at this point too, past Raw products. is the zigzag of our generation. You feel me? So I'm going to put that. Dude, if, the, if every episode had like a movie poster that had like <laughs> a tagline at the very bottom, that would be this one. I mean, yeah. Raw is the zigzag of this generation. That's, That's so true. Fuck. It's true though. Yeah. Dude, everywhere. And like I was like saying, um, past the products in terms of using, mm-hmm. everything else has a raw thing on it. You know, you could buy a bumper sticker, a t-shirt, a hat. You don't even have to use those products to actually then accessorize with some of that shit. Like, right. they probably one of the motherfuckers that are making shoes <laughs> for retail and stuff like that coming out no. of like an American sure. Outfitters or what's the other one? An Urban... Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters, I bet yeah. they have raw shoes there. I'd bet you a million dollars. Probably. Probably. No, seriously. Yeah, it's a, like you said, it's like, it's a brand now. Like, it's, And it's kind of cool it's, as well. Yeah, it's bigger than just the baby. Yeah, exactly. So fucked up little raw fact. Any longtime listeners, are you my mom, will like have to hear this for probably the fourth time. <laughs> but like, I like this fact so much. Like the reason that they don't bleach their papers is because the reason most people started bleaching their papers comes from like the olden days of like fat cats on the street, maybe like the 30 or then they were like throwing their cigars and poor people would pick up their cigars and roll them in newspaper and make kind of new cigarettes and shit like that. So companies started dyeing their paper, bleaching their paper. So from afar, you could tell it was white. Therefore, it couldn't be a newspaper. Therefore, you didn't pick up somebody's garbage to roll your own. You must have rolled your own cigarette. Right, right. And the raw guy was like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Like, the fuck is that kind of nonsense? Like, why would I bleach my paper? Right. And that's why they're not white. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. If I'm not mistaken, that could be one of those urban legends that I've just been spreading. But I think I remember it because he was he was on Kevin Smith's podcast and I and he was entertaining as fuck. So I'm almost positive I remember that story to be true. But dude, if not, the internet will eventually hear me and be like, "No, you dumb shit. (laughs) That's not what happened." (laughs) Dude, I used to hate uh, bleached papers like back. That's like old days. But yeah, like back when those were the only papers you could get. You know what I mean, but yeah, I'm it's glad they did world, away man. with that. Yeah, there's just entire stands and freestanding. Plus, it's probably like low key addictive or something, so yeah. they try to get you hooked on it or something. You know, just but, for papers, it's absolutely crazy. So, no, the last thing I wanted crazy. to touch on before we get on out of this bud section is like, even though we're new coworkers to each other, you've been in the business for quite some time. Yeah, wanted to hear about your job. 
we haven't actually said on the show where we work, actually, so yeah, it's weird. No. So we'll just call the other place the competitor compared to the home team, which we're both on now. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, yeah. What's, like, some big differences or, you know, just funny um, shit? I don't know, man. I've yeah, always man. been curious. I don't know if we've really gotten into it other past inventory. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm the inventory guy at hometown, so, like, you guys right. had to count inventory every night there, right? Yeah. Like, front of the house inventory? I don't think anymore they do, but, yeah, it was, like, inventory every, like, cycle counts every night. So, counting all, every product every night. And, like, we would start early and try to get it done. But, like, I mean, like, not saying that we did as much as hometown does, but, like, still, I mean, honestly, it got so crazy. Sometimes it was hard to, like, manage all of us, like we, like I said, we would have to help our managers cycle count and stuff. So it was like, it was rough, but I, I can't say like it was a bad experience. You know what I'm saying? I like, I learned a lot about the industry. I've met a lot of good people. I still have a lot of good friends from that job and stuff. Um, but like, I feel like the way we do it is makes more sense. Like I've said in the past. Um, but nah, man, like I said, I think like, just in general, the cannabis industry, there's so much good people, dude. Like, you really find some great people, like, that you probably would have never met if y'all just didn't work together or something, you know? But, nah, it's definitely a good experience. Um, Like, I would say the biggest part was, like, um, the biggest difference was that we ran two POSs, so it was, like, a struggle like you would have to ring people up twice essentially yeah so we would have to ring in mj and then ring in this pos called leaf logics that's where we did our cash from mj we didn't do cash from it was just to that just notified the state and told them these are what products went to which patient so like sticker process yeah oh and another weird thing was that for whatever reason our stickers never printed like our patient number i don't know if that's a certain thing or whatever like i'm saying like my employee number i meant to say like it wouldn't print out my employee number i'm not sure if ours even do but they would make us write them on pen so like if you had 20 items each item had to get your number on it i was happy though because my number was my lucky number so it was 43, so oh, okay. I was just That's happy writing bad. that all the time. It'd be funny if your number was something long, like, you know, like it was like, zero, one, like four, my five, punch six, seven, number. Three, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was oh thinking. Oh, my gosh. Because nah. ours, are you still four digits for punch, or did you Dude, go for five? Dude, I'm like, I think I'm six. Six digits, digits to punch yeah. in and out? Oh, shit, man. I snuck right into the wire for four, oh, and I, man. I knew most people had five. I didn't know you Dude, had Dude, I see some people do them, and I'm like, wow, I wish I only had, like, four punches. Yep, like, that's, that's it. It's <laughs> a, a four-digit code. Thank God. But no, like, like I was saying, overall, like, it was a good experience for what I had to learn and, like, just um, getting to know, like, certain patients. I honestly see a lot of people who went to the other one, I see him up here. Like, um, I've noticed that that's one of my favorite things, especially when you first started. Cause people would like look at you and like, then look around like, <laughs> who the fuck am I right now? And then they'd be like, I, and you'd be like, yes, it's me. I'm here now. And they'd yeah. be like, oh, dude, I almost had a damn like, dude, I for loved real. that. For there's, the first a, few days. there's so much, there's a handful of people at least, dude, that like I remember seeing there. And it's funny because like, 
Like, I was even thinking, I'm like, oh, it'll be nice. Like, you know, I'll probably see some new people, da da da. And then it's like, you start seeing the same people. I'm like, oh man, like, I remember some of these people from the other place. So, but everyone, most people are good people, you know what I mean? Majority are just coming in to get their stuff and enjoy it after they leave, you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good experience. How long were you there? So, I'm trying to think now. So, like, I think I started in, like, September, uh, like, the end of August of 21 or 20. I can't remember, to be honest. I think it was 20 because um, I left uh, my job before that, Wegmans, and then I took a job there. Um, and I was at uh, – I was at the Dixon City one for like I don't know probably three three months a little less than that and then I relocated to the one closer to me and uh, that was I was probably there for I was basically there for like a year like it was just short of a year nice yeah. But it was cool, man. Yeah, it was a a good enough time to, like, gain my experience and do what I wanted to do to get to that level and, like, like easily apply to other jobs and have those opportunities as well. It was definitely great about starting you here at Hometown, absolutely. Oh, I'm happy, man. You were like, look, MJ, and you're like, I know what that is. And you're like, yeah. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, I could do this. And we're like, okay, do do you want to grab somebody? And you're like yeah what's their name and we were like this and you're like all right like yeah i remember that day too nah, we were just like, look at him look at him go this is dude, great I'm, <laughs> nah i'm not even gonna lie like i was happy that it was just that simple because like it really is, i mean yeah. you guys are like super excited and i could tell like that made me happy because i'm just like yeah i'm glad i could be a part of the part of a team again and like that was the fun part about even the uh other job is um just the team you know what i mean all of us just have fun there you know that's just what it's about if you're not laughing at work then you're just gonna be miserable like so maybe as well laugh and have fun you know what i mean absolutely you know we (laughs) kind of joshed at the beginning about having quote-unquote bad customers oh yeah that's in any retail job because that's what happens when you see hundreds of people a day there are people who show up to mcdonald's and and the menu never changes and they still go let me get a let me get a uh what would you get and when people ask me that at work i'd be like ah, don't don't worry about what i'd get man but Plus, it is great when you go into the back and you're like can you believe this guy and everybody's like yeah this fucking guy <laughs> and you're like hey yo whoa yeah, and we all yeah. just kind of just let it roll right off the back and right then for everyone like that there's nine people who are just right. cool you know just great people exactly and i mean you do get like to a point you do have to realize like some of these people are dealing with like certain con- health conditions or whatever. So like, cause we are a medical program. So sometimes people come in in a bad mood and it's not really, they're not really mad at you. They're just, you know, having a bad day or whatever. And they need their medication to relieve some of that. Cause like the other place, I definitely had some, uh, some instances like that for sure. Without a doubt, like where it was like, I was able to, see like that you know everybody's human you know so you learn that in retail everybody has their bad days shit we even have our bad days like but also that's that's part of the 
the fencing of mm-hmm. it sometimes is like, yeah. I won't, no matter how bad my day is or how bad yours is, you won't. That's very You true. won't break me, man. I'm going to sit and smile even when you're yelling. <laughs> yeah. I like to look at you like, oh, yeah, man, I totally oh, get dude. that. And it just pushes them further. And I'm not trying to push them further. I'm just, no. I approach it you with kill a kill them with kindness. kindness. Motherfucker. Dude, yep. right on cue. Yeah. Yep. No, that's how I am. That's what I said the other day when uh, somebody was giving me a hard time. I'm like, ah, have a good day. You know what I mean? You just got to kill them with kindness, positivity. Could you imagine... <laughs> If they're like, I want to talk to the manager, and you know, we know our guy, he comes out. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, is there a problem? He's like, he was very polite, <laughs> very polite, super accommodating, and like, smiled the whole time. And I found it a little rude. And our manager just be like, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> right. well, I'll, I'll bring that up at his next review. I don't know. Like, the right. you, you polite son of a gun. <laughs> right. No, I think I really only had one bad instance at the other place, and it was just, you know, you have those, um, and obviously, like, my team always knew, like, the person I am and stuff, and they always knew, like, if anything had ever happened, like, if I forgot change or something, like, it was never intentional, so it's just, like, shit happens, we're doing stuff all day, we start to lose our mind by the end of the shift, so it's, like, especially if it's a day that we're pumping, you know, 30% off store-wide. Yeah, and everybody's coming to third person on a Friday. I've seen in this last half hour. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're right. I didn't give you your $1.60 back. I'm sorry. Let me pop this shit open. Like, yeah. No, that happened to me the other day because, like, I just punched in the wrong amount. And then, like, I didn't give them back a decent amount of money. But it was, like, I wish we were able to play back certain things so we could see, like, we had to rely on other people to do that. So it was, like... Just a hassle, you know. But all in all, it's a good business. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, if it's great, if you are in- think you're interested in doing it, definitely do it and try to manifest that happening because it's what I wanted to do for a long time, but I never knew like how realistic it actually was to do it. And then I put myself in that position, and now I'm like, wow, you could really do anything once you get yourself in this industry. So, yeah, it's exciting. Great words, man. Absolutely fucking great. Mm. A perfect How do you way. feel like about b- just being in the industry? Like It's been great. You know, yeah. I'm coming up on literally one year. It'll be one year at the end of or the beginning of next month. Yeah. And like I no, I did awesome. exactly why I left my other job is what I'm getting here. Mm-hmm. I've already kind of moved up the ladder. Right. Diagonally or horizontally, two positions, two pegs up, which is the main thing of like me talking to the boss about being like, hey, when are you going to move me up? And him just yeah. being like, what do you mean? Like, no, you're, you're the video editor. This is what you do. And I was yeah. like, oh, like I can't have your job eventually. Like, what, what, where do I go from here? Right. And he right. was always just gave me by. So, like, that was a big reason that I left. And then, like, the other reason, like, was, all right, fine. I'm the video editor. Like, you'll pay me more eventually. Like, you know, it's been a year. Right. And they were like, mm, no. And I was like, oh, Okay, and then like coming up on two years, I was like, we're going to talk about that shit. And they're like, yeah. Wow. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. trust that. Okay, so see you guys. I and mean, even just that little bump we just got was a nice little touch. A random I mean, it bump? doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme, but it's like it does because, you know, it's like every little bit, I guess, matters. It's an extra couple bucks a, we- a week, you know. I saw something and it really hit home of like, I'm tired of seeing sign-on bonuses we need more retention bonuses. I've been standing here fucking dealing with it as you've been scrambling to sign people on. Bro, we need paid and that's lunches. that's what I felt that was. 
We need paid lunches. Oh, man. At the company that we were before we got bought out, man, we we had that. We had $10 a week that we thought was supposed to be spent on a, a paid lunch per week per person. Yeah. And they were like, that's not what this is, and you need to stop that right now. And we're like, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. That'd be great, though. Yeah. Because even today, apparently, they brought pizza. How sweet was that? Yeah, no. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It is nice because, like, that's one thing I will say is, like, when I worked at um, the other place, too, is, like, there was always food. People, like, managers were always buying us food or growers were, you know, coming in and getting us food and stuff. So, it's always, like, generosity and stuff. It's always good vibes. And, like, everybody takes care of each other. Like, I don't know. That's why I, like, Everybody that I met so far in doing everything, like especially where I where I'm at now, like I just feel like it's a good flow. Yeah, yeah. everybody vibes. Like there's nobody that we're like, eh. Like everybody's just moving. This fucking guy. Yeah, there's none of that. Yeah, there's definitely nobody because at other jobs, I think everybody's had that where you're like, fuck. I'm on with so Tom so right in, now, you know, yeah. whatever. It's like, shit, I'm going to have to deal with Tom today. I'm going to have shit. to do everything today. Correct. Like, no, there's none of that shit everybody pulls Yeah, there. no, that's the nice thing. And, like, I think that's the point. Like, everybody wants to be a part of it. Like, that's why it works. Yep. Yeah. No, it's fun. I enjoy it. Nice, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Perfect way to end on out of that bud section. But with that, the way we always end on out of that is asking if you haven't already hitting the like button or the subscribe. I don't know how you're already like listening, it. but that'd be fun to follow any of those great things. We are going to end on out of this bud section and enter into the bro section where we're hanging out talking about you, your music, and we're going to fucking play a song. Hell yeah. So vibing into this bros moment, the thing I wanted to talk about the most is something that you introduced me the last time you were here, is into your music. So I immediately want to dive right into that a little bit. And uh, first and foremost, even though we're going to play a song here, where can everybody go and listen to it? Uh, so you could really listen to it on any streaming service, uh, but I have it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud. I think I said YouTube already. Um... But yeah, majority of music services. I think my uh, my pops was listening to me on um, Pandora, so I'm pretty sure at this point you could pretty much find me anywhere. Nice. Now, yeah. is that one of those like upload to one thing and it sends it out there everywhere? Yeah, like I use a shit? distribution service, so like nice. I own all my music. They just submit it to all of these companies. Awesome. So it makes it easy. It's just like you just submit your release and like. Some companies will make you pay per release, but I don't have to pay per release. So I just pay one yearly fee and then I could release unlimited amount of music. And they pay me all my royalties that I collect. Like they keep track of everybody who listens to my music and everything. That's cool as shit. Yeah. Now, not a lot of people listen to this, so I'm sure I can't be at that level of it. But I wonder if Podbean, that's who I kind of, I guess that's my distributor. I wonder if they would, if they would know that. I don't uh, even think I have it set to monetize. I'm not sure. I mean, to be honest, like if whatever has to be, we could figure that out. Like, yeah, I'm not worried about that. We'll get it on here some in some form. It's interesting. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how that would work. I wonder how that works for anybody on here because you know, there's some people. Who, what? Where do you think a podcast becomes quote unquote successful? Like 1600. Like dude, per episode fifteen honestly, over the thousand, dude. I go by followers. I feel like like once you reach like 
a K, 1K, like, you're starting to make a decent following, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, in small steps, like, dude, it could be 500. 500's a decent following. I mean, all, everybody's focus is on, like, having millions, but it's like, dude, if you have a 1,000 people who, or even a 100 people who are willing to spend a $100, you know what I mean? It's like you have your niche and your fan base or however you say a niche, you have your fan base and the people who are going to spend like invest into your products so you can make better stuff. But yeah, no, I'd say that's like, to me at least that's when I feel like a podcast makes it like once you start gaining that popularity and followers and stuff, like I think followers are very important. Subscribe. Thank you. Subscribe. Nice plug there, yeah. Man. yeah. That'd be great for Definitely everybody. Subscribe. Especially on the YouTube, and that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, no, for sure. How long have you been doing music? Um, so I started writing when I was like 16. So I'm 26 now. So like 10 years, and then beats probably like making beats probably like eight years, seven, eight years. So like two years after I started like writing stuff, I tried to like get more into the beat making side of things and producing so all together like at least 10 years writing so the song that we're about to play here this is so fun i like to play the future yeah um comes off your latest album yeah yeah uh it's on all streaming platforms it's a uh, too ill um i have another project before that that was just ill so it was like the second installment of it. I and like that. I yeah, see what you did there. Clever. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, my buddy helped me with that. Like, he was just like, yo, you should just, because I was going to call it Ill 2. And he's like, dude, just call it 2 Ill. Like, that sounds way better. And, like, it makes sense. So, I was like, Bet. A double entendre there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Loo, you know? Yeah. That was a smart, smart move. And it was cool because, like, <clears throat> so, like, my project before that Ill was four songs the the um two ill is eight songs so like i kind of doubled up that's also very yeah. cool yeah eight songs that was actually my next question as well like eight songs that's it's a lot yeah you know, what does that come down to at least 20 minutes worth of music like that's a lot yeah of probably like stuff. 15 to 20 that's somewhere awesome, around man. that ballpark and what was the production time on that uh that took me a little bit to release this past project because like at the time, like, there was a lot of songs I had done, <clears throat> but COVID and stuff was mm. going on, and I just didn't want to release a project if I didn't have the opportunity to perform, you know? Interesting. Yeah, so I kind of held off for a little bit, and I just dropped that this year, <clears throat> and my past project I dropped uh, in 2020, so it was definitely almost like two years off. But, yeah, now I'm back. Like, I definitely have stuff planned for the future, too. So, And doing a little bit of live stuff every now and then, right? Yeah, yeah. I did a show not too long ago, like a few months ago, up in Mountaintop uh, with my buddy. Um, and that was a great time. Um, but that's all I've really done so far for the year. I was supposed to do a show in July, but I was on vacation, so I couldn't end up making it. But... Uh, I'm hopefully uh, trying to plan some stuff for the future, for sure, um, as well. Like, 
I know some artists now, so it's like easier to get things organized once I need the artist for the for the um whatever we organize. Nice. And we were also just talking about like that open slot situation at the mm. B spot there with mutual friend. Like that'd be a cool thing as well, I think. Yeah. Like I always had a small little hope of like stand up comedy and like yeah. I think that it'd be fun because I personally think I'm funny, but I'm also my target audience. So right. like you know I'm a fucking egomaniac. I think everything <laughs> I say is kind of funny because right. I'm again trying to make me laugh first, and if anybody else finds that funny, good for them. Right, right. I mean, I think as I'd a comedian, you kind of have to have some sort of aspect like like you have to laugh at your own jokes. A like, little bit. I feel like I'm not confident enough in my own jokes to just be laughing. So like. Honestly, sometimes if somebody laughs at their own joke, I'll, I'll laugh just because of that. Even like you got to check out Bert Kreischer, then man, he laughs at himself like nobody else. <laughs> he giggles at himself, which I just find fucking hysterical because he's a grown man. Yeah, and even past a grown man, not to be like too mean or you know body shame or nothing, like mm-hmm. a big fat guy as well. Who and I say this because he takes off his shirt, so like there is a big. Big bellied man just sitting up there <laughs> telling jokes and like, <laughs> yeah, giggling like that. Oh, I think just I know who you're talking the about. The machine, some people know him as, you know, because yeah. of the story. He has like longer hair. To... No. 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 no I'd say he's almost balding. Yeah, yeah. But he's pretty, you got to look it up uh, when you go home. He's got two on Netflix. Yeah. The one that I'd recommend is Secret Time. It's his original one for Netflix. And then he followed that up with Hey Big Boy. Yeah. Also pretty funny, but there's Word. parts in that first one, man, where like, when you think about break a leg, he was telling a story where break a leg, you hear people say that, mm-hmm. meaning when they say that to you in the comedy business, we interpret it or we infer it as I'm telling you to do something that's bad luck in order to boost your good luck. Right. Whereas he told a story in which he knows it to reference, you know, when people are laughing and they're literally slapping their knee and honking their leg up and down, mm-hmm. that he learned it to mean that break a leg i hope they're fucking slamming yeah. their shit so fucking hard that their leg breaks yeah i wonder if I, so when i say it's leg breaking good and that like the first <laughs> a few times of that you know because he just comes out the name of it secret time so he comes out like secret time and he just says three or four really inappropriate things where it's like get on board or get the fuck out of the way this yeah. is the this is what like, we're going is, for he set the tone right yep. off and it. then he goes into longer <laughs> set stories which is but there's no Right. Once you hear those first four, like you're either like, no, thank you're you. You're either acclimated or you're ready to walk out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'll have to check them out. For sure. Without further ado, though, I do want to take this time to go ahead and play that song. This is what uh, 100% tell me the name. Uh, it's Sand on My Feet. Awesome. Uh, it's, it actually features my one homie. He did the uh, background vocals. So um, I gave him the credit in there, credit where it's due. He helped me write the song too a little bit, so.
So the first time I heard that, we actually played a few songs that night. And ever since then, you know, everything was great. But that is the one that constantly, you know, especially like that opening of... Yeah. Right. Like, I fuck it. I really do. You know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass because A, we work together. Yeah. And B, we'll have to see each other. Like, I'm trying to keep it real in terms of like, dude. I appreciate that. Super peppy, bouncy, jaunty is a word that I like to say a lot. You know, I don't understand if you can listen to that and not feel cool or feel feel good. I'd be surprised, man. It's it's a good one. Where's where's yeah. that come from? Um, what do you mean? I'm sorry. Like, uh, what, what is it? Quite literal in terms of I just I, being on the beach brings oh, happiness, yeah. or <clears throat> so. Like, I'd say like when I made that beat, um. I was definitely getting some like summertime vibes from it. And like you said, that's like what I really started on was those drums. Like pretty much how you hear the beat is basically how I made it. Um, But yeah, I put those drums down. um, And then I just kind of went with that summer vibe and uh, the song kind of wrote itself. But I would say that my homie John uh, helped a lot with that. He's not really much of a songwriter or anything, but he was just over there at the studio with me. And uh, I had like a melody in my head and he helped me finish the song. Um, He just kind of gave me some melody ideas and I bounced off of it. And then like literally I made that rest of that song that night. So it was pretty sick. We I got that one done super quick. That's really cool. Yeah. I was in a band for a while, a few different bands all throughout high school into a little bit of college and like so in terms of recording maybe tops 20 songs right and that's over i don't know how many years how many different cds and that could maybe be really giving myself a hefty scoop let's even say 15 yeah and shit takes a while but every now and then you get one where you just end it and you just look at each other and you're like did we just fucking nail that? And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's done. Like, we're not, like, let's not even mess around with that right now. Right. What uh, instrument did you play? The drums. The drums? That's awesome. Yeah. I honestly didn't even know that. So yeah. that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a good time. No I doubt. I would say average. That's why you like that. Correct. Yes, <laughs> I no, like, absolutely. <laughs> I hear that shit, and that's exactly what that's just... That's great. I enjoy it very much. I like that. Nah, no doubt. Yeah, that one super simple something i just wanted to be super simple um just make something relatable and make something that even though i guess sometimes that song's a little bit sad it's like a good vibe type of you know what i mean it's like i like songs like that where it's like it could be a sad song but the beat is so happy and just brings you up it's like it's almost the opposite but it's like sometimes it ends up working I want to pull something where I'm like, I know exactly, but I, there was no, there, one. I can't think off the top, really, but there's definitely a, a lot of songs that, uh, like, even like Pumped Up Kicks, yo. Like, it's like, it has such a dark undertone to it, but it's a very, like, upbeat, kind of dancey Again, type jaunty, of song. yes. Yeah, if exactly. If anything's poppy enough, people will fucking dance Dude, to it. that's it, the truth. Yeah. 
I like that, you know, yeah. and sometimes that's unfortunately my downfall when it comes to music. Like right. I wouldn't say I really have a taste or anything. If you can make me dance, like yeah. uh, right, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of jaunty and a little embarrassing is uh, shake it off. Yeah. Like that fucking, I guess it would be a saxophone, maybe a baritone saxophone, the I'm sure they're right. synth, but like yeah. that shit. It slaps. It's it's awesome. And to right. this day, if that comes on, I'm turning it up. No, I hear that. But then it loses me. I always have to turn it off the same place when she's like, this sick beat. That's where I'm like, oh, you took it too serious for yeah. a second, bro. Like, we were having such fun, and you fucking Just ruined it. Yeah, yeah, she does. But up until that point, when that first note <laughs> hits with that person, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Nah, I know which, exactly which song you're talking about. Super duper slaps. Yeah, dude, for real. And then the, and other the one. bass, like yeah, that that in that song it was live bass. Like I played the live bass on it, so it just gave that like, because like a lot of my stuff's hip hop, but that gave that song a little less of that like hip hop and more of that like natural feel type of stuff, like more like synth pop or something like I don't know, just something different. How many instruments do you play? Uh, I mean, like I would say, like I'm more of a studio musician. Like I could just arrange a song. It might take me a little bit, but like I play the piano. I'm starting to get a little bit better with that. I started playing the guitar originally. The bass, like I could play that because the guitar is very similar. And uh, I I've messed around on a drum kit, but I, I don't think I'm that great. Like it's hard to keep rhythm. I don't know how people do it. Like you literally got to section off your body and just know what like what you're hitting in the right rhythm and sequence. Like definitely because i like finger drum with the pads and stuff but it's like it's not the same as when you're physically like using your body to drum i would agree yeah but i like to do both as well for sure for it's sure. just for me i like it because it's it's all counting if you can yeah. get to four and then in multiples of four like right yeah and that was that was i wish fucking somebody told me that was a selling point as a young kid yeah because i like to count i like stuff like that so right. that's just something that you're just Growing up now, I got it. a little bit more like, yeah. you know, I remember because I was self-taught for a while and then somebody's teaching me and they're like, yeah, it's four eighths and sixteenths. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. okay. Like now I get what I've been listening to and trying to reproduce. But now I, oh, I'm on one and three on my feet and two and four. Okay, I got right. this now. Like, yeah, right. it's like a grid almost. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's how like when I produce stuff like in the program that I use, it's a grid. So like I punch in where I want the kick and where I want the snare on the one, on the two. Like, it's all marked out on a grid. Nice. Yeah. So one more time for anybody who not only liked the song but wants yeah. to hear more of it, one more time, where, where, where can they find you? Everywhere, uh, all so over the internet. Illegal, Seagull, S-I-E-G-E-L. Um, you can find me on any streaming platform, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, um, other than that, I mean, you can find me on my social medias at illegal seagull, um, or on Instagram at illegal underscore seagull. Uh, and you could kind of stay up to date with some stuff that I'm doing. Um, I haven't really been working on anything. I have something in the works, but I haven't really been recording lately, but, um, I'm just trying to get stuff set up because I just finished this project, uh, I kind of wanted to do some videos and visuals, but it's rough. Time runs short all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, 
it's hard. You got to really plan and really do it. So hopefully, though, I get something done. But the new project, I'm really looking forward to. So we'll see. Nice. Yeah. With that, guys, we are going to end on out of this bro section and head into a superhero section where we're going to set a little bit of a different pace and talk about a few different things. All nerdy, though, all fun, all headed at you right now. So for any longtime listeners, we are doing just something a little bit different, not something that we feel like always straight away from, but there's no one solid topic. We're going to hit up a few different things. First and foremost, one that's near and dear to my heart that we're just going to kind of talk about a little bit and then move on is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So we were talking about it. It was a big part of your childhood, though. Some of the some of the details are a bit fuzzy at this yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, nah, it was definitely something that I had on the regular. I had all the VHSs and everything. Like I said, like all the old toys, those are my favorite. Um, but yeah, I'd say Mighty Morphin was really the biggest part of like what I remember in my childhood. Um, like I said, it's been so long since I've seen it, but it was, I still, it's, it's, it's just dear in my heart. Like it just reminds me of my childhood. Absolutely. So of the original five, no, even of the original six and six being Tommy, so we can go green or white, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite? Um, Blue. I forget his name, but uh, yeah, the Blue Ranger. Yeah, he was always my favorite. Fucking rock and roll. Blue yeah. was always my favorite color when I was younger. So Nice. Yeah. Billy Cranston was played by David Yost there. That's his name. And the cool thing about him is he was the only one to be the Triceratops, to be the right. Blue Ranger all throughout Mighty Morphin into the Ninjetti. Right. And then once Zeo happened, he bowed out of having any Ranger powers. But, mm-hmm. you know, we had the original three people leave who was Red, Black, and Yellow. They left. Right. New people came in. Pink eventually got switched out. And Tommy Oliver, he wasn't original. He wasn't one of the original five. So right. he's the only one to make it all the way through. And then he went all through Zeo, too, at the end of the... No, all through Zeo? No, maybe to the end of Zeo. I don't yeah. know. I'm a little fuzzy on that one, no, too. No, you're good. There was alien ranges at one point, and he yeah. went to a different planet, and he was like, I'm happy here. Peace out, guys. Yeah. And it wasn't even David Yost. It was this guy right. who like didn't look like him or sound like him. And at one point, they're like, we love you, Billy. We'll miss you forever. And it turns to his girlfriend, who he's staying with, essentially, and he's like, he's so overwhelmed, he doesn't know what to say. Right. Like They didn't even have a line for this guy. It was a little sad. But at the very end, during the credits, they give a Billy montage. Nice. Sorry yeah, to nah, overrun dude. you with Power nah, Ranger that's, knowledge. Dude, but that's I, cool. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I didn't know a lot of that. Like I said, too, like I feel like I got to do some research now because I haven't been into it in so long. Like as for like really having picked it up since my childhood, like it was something like I probably still have the VHS is still somewhere. But um, yeah, I mean, I really those, haven't man. picked them up since... You know what I mean? Since I was really young, so you gotta search your toys, man. If you find a bit of that, you could trade that in for dude. That's what I'm saying. Cash. I definitely there's definitely some toys. I don't know I if my mom got rid of them or anything, but I know for a fact they did have them. Which, yeah, they were great. Even yeah. just to ha- yeah, even just to have them. But yeah, I mean, if they're worth something, then I'll pass them on to somebody who's really gonna take care of it and value it. I mean, you know, I just might think of somebody. Dude, no doubt, bro. I mean, I'll let you know if I have something. That'd be so fucking wicked. Again, For just sure. even play with some of them. Oh, it's dude, I'll so just... so much fun recollecting. And just, we even had the auto-morphing heads up there. Anybody yeah. can remember there was once a time where these figures, you hit their button, their belt, yeah. and the head flipped from inside their chest so they could put on the helmet. 
the coolest thing ever, it bro. It really, truly was. That's it what I'm really saying. Was, like, man. still seeing that now, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, now I've there's probably... It, is there Power Rangers going on now, really? Yeah, so I'm oh, saying like... Oh, it's still going, absolutely. The, the toys probably now for those things are probably crazy, you know what I mean? Not as, as crazy? As hope for. No. Really? So like right now, in my opinion, there's a few levels of markets. So like yeah. that toy was made purely for that toy's sake, if you will. Yeah. Now there's toys being sold... For the people watching it, which is generally younger kids, mm. there's upscale toys for people like me right. who still keep up with it, but also can pay a little bit more for more figurable, more poseable stuff. Right. Maybe take off their heads and you can switch out between ranger mode and different hands and shit like that. Right. And then there's the third market that I'm currently in of like, can I have all the old stuff, please? And that's a whole wicked market in and of itself of like trying to find people like, because this shit, like we were talking about, that one right there is from 1994. Yeah. That to me is crazy. The real tall ones. The real tall ones. Like they were probably like three foot maybe. No. You take the mask off, I'm pretty sure. Whoa. I thought, I don't know, like I thought my buddy had one of those. Like, I mean, I've definitely, I know I definitely had ones like that, like three foot that were like, just um like play toys like stuff like me and my brother used to beat them up or wrestle with them or whatever but so bigger than that one even yeah like they would be like more soft to like it was like almost like a pillow material oh, okay. like but i think, I think I they did have bigger about, scale like actual like figurines like mm-hmm. um i'm not sure maybe i'll have to double check but i could swear i remember somebody having those back in the day they were super neat. Like, all the Power Ranger toys were the shit back in the day. Damn. <laughs> Actually, right now, for Hasbro Plus, I think until the end of the week, they're announcing a new something every something. Sorry to be such a no, notch. No, that's awesome. That, I, mean, like, I like that. That's who made the Blue Ranger helmet, so I'm looking for some sort of knowledge. That's Not that sick. I'm in a place. Like, I sent a video recently. It was pretty funny to my mom. And it was like, people look at me buying expensive <laughs> shit, and they think that I have a lot of money. Bitch, I'm just irresponsible. <laughs> and that's how I feel during this just whole week. Kid like, heart, please, dude. please don't release anything awesome. Yeah, like, no. I can't take it right now. Dude, that's for real. Like, honestly, you don't think about it when you're younger, but like how much toys we probably had that be, we'd be making some bread right now off of like. Even just for me, just I, I just wish I could have held on to one or two things oh. just to hold. Like one of my most prized possessions is eventually we go from Mighty Morphin to Tur no, Mighty Morphin to Zeo to Turbo to in space. So that was in around ninety eight, ninety nine, so I was eight or right. nine years old and their morphers so almost like all the other ones up until that point was roaring on the wrist. Yeah. You open it up, there's a keypad, you hit the numbers and it says it. I bought that toy off the shelf and it's the same one that Tim like I've had that. This whole fucking time. And it still makes the noise and everything. That's it, awesome. Dude. It is. So That's I want, cool. th- there must have been other stuff because I see it on that Mercari that we we're talking about, mm-hmm. that third website for selling shit. I'm like, I'm almost positive I had this. Like, should have just shoved it in a Ziploc. But at the point, like, you know, yeah, I was too cool for Power Rangers. Yeah, you don't so it think had to about be put it. at the wayside because. I was in sixth grade and girls wouldn't like or me. Or your parent or your I found mom out would it be didn't like, matter what I like. They still wouldn't like me, you know? Right. Sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say, or your parents are like, are you getting rid of your old toys? Da, da, da. There's and a lot of stuff like, in here. Ah, shit. Like, I guess I got to get rid of these Power Rangers. You know what I mean? Deep down, you're like, low key, don't really care too much. But like, 
you're like, damn, I, I still love these. <laughs> but you're like, I don't know. They just end up going at some point or whatever, but you're not really thinking about, like, the worth of them, like, how much. I mean, plus depending, like, how much you played with them and stuff. I was just about to beat ask up you. and stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? With no dirty innuendo for really what it's worth. Did you play with yourself a lot as a kid? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to, dude, I used to have, like, Tonka trucks, dude, dude, I used to have everything, bro, like, um, I mean, I was into a lot of shit, but definitely, like, I would say probably around four or five, I got really got into, like, the Mighty Morphin, and then I walked, just steadily watched it, like I said, my mom bought me, like, all the VHSs and everything, so... It was just something I'd rewind and play it back, rewind and play it back. You know what I mean? Having to wait to, to play it back, like on the VHS. I ask because I specifically remember having this memory that will lead us into our second kind of nerdy topic for the superhero section mm-hmm. of being maybe a little too older. So the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire came yeah. out in 2001, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm in and around 11 and they're releasing merchandise just left and fucking right. And I had two or three pieces from one toy line that I can't name, but they were, maybe they were McFarlane's. I don't mm. know. They were hyper detailed, but not Tobey Maguire exactly. And I bought these ones specifically because they came with a book inside, which I loved. And then it also came with like a little piece of plastic to stand them on and put them in the shed. Yeah. But I remember being like 11 or 12 going, pss, pss, like making the whip noise. And thinking to myself, oh my God, if my friends saw me, I just, oh, they would also, I could <laughs> yeah. not be cool again. I'm in like almost in the eighth grade now and All shit right. like that. But I was playing with myself, again, no dirty pun intended, <laughs> for oh. a very long time oh, still yeah, of like dude. making stuff up and playing with action figures and Bro. putting that shit away real quick of like, no, 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 I just, that, that was there. Or right. well, let's watch skateboarding videos. Yeah. yeah. Drink yeah. Monster. Right. <clears throat> nah, I definitely feel that. But when we were first kind of originating what we were going to talk about, you were like, have you ever done like just a super villain? And you really want, you brought up bringing up the Green Goblin. Yeah. I found that interesting and at least want to shove a little bit of that into the section. Like, why him? What, what, what's so, what do you think? I don't think know, of? like up? how you mentioned the, uh, the Spider-Man from 2001, like that to me is always just like a steep, like it's a, just a classic movie. And uh, I don't know, like the green goblin always intrigued me like when i was younger like he was just somebody who like even his suit and everything like i just thought he had a really cool suit and everything i don't know he was definitely one of my favorite super villains back in the day too still is like i just like uh, i just like his character like i feel like he's very kind of mysterious you know what i mean like besides knowing who the actual person is you know what i mean did you watch uh, the animated show at all growing up? Uh, I can't say I did, to be honest. Um, that's where I got a lot of my first one. That's that's why I asked. Just right. curious. Yeah. No, like, I've really only seen the movies, but I haven't seen the most recent one. Uh, I heard the animated one was good, too, though. I didn't see that one either. Like, oh, the newest sir, animated one. Yeah. If you watch one. that, I could send you home with a disc, and you can watch it like that, Into the Spider-Verse. Dude, I think I have, I think my mom has it on DVD, so. Do it. She's been telling me, like, oh, she has all, metal. my yeah. mom buys all, like, she's always watching movies and stuff, so. But, Yeah. So your mom's a collector then. 
of DVDs of like nerdy I stuff mean, or just of, I wouldn't like, say she's a collector, but we definitely like she always like she liked watching movies as much as we did as kids and she liked watching those movies with us, so she would always she would honestly be the one to be like, Yo, who's watching this tonight? Like or whatever, you know. We'll still watch some stuff on T V every once in a while or whatever, but Fucking yeah, back mom. in the day we used to uh Back in the day, we used to go with the uh, VHS, and she'd be sitting there. Or, like I said, once DVDs came out, too, she was still... When new movies would come out and finally be on DVD, she would get them and stuff. Or nice. for, like, Christmas and stuff, we'd be getting them, so... Same. Yeah, I remember exactly. a lot of them just wanting DVDs, and they'd be like, which ones? And I was like, any. Right. I don't care. You know, that's another thing. You know, speaking of the more from what I've kept, like, my DVD collection has been something I have been making since i was the, like i don't even know how old so now it's Bro, fast as fuck this is a sidetrack but if i'm not mistaken i think i have like a tremors collection like which is pretty dope how yeah. many of those i think there was like five there there's quite more a few, than right? that, five or six they kept making more but i think i have at least the first three like in a set like it's such a niche kind of love of a movie man yeah, i love dude. that you brought that up you're like fucking i love kevin bacon i'm like Nobody Bro. says that that much anymore, Bro. man. It's crazy. You got too. your footloose crowd, and that's about it. I was going to say, that, if you like... watch, um, they have a documentary kind of on YouTube. Like, if you just look up Tremors, it's like a behind the scenes thing. And he talks about, it. he's like, yo, I thought my career was like on a downfall. And he was like, I was taking this weird movie that was like, you know what I'm saying? Taking this weird role. But for me, like, that too, like, even now, like, that's. Uh, movie I'll always go back and watch when I'm in the mood for it and stuff like they're always good movies and for how low budget and stuff they were at the time so well they did this the smart thing if you ask me the Spielberg thing almost the Jaws thing of like yeah. let's not show it a lot you know the only special effects they needed was just something under the ground yeah, to show no. something crawling and not until very right. key moments do we show you what that is so that's totally true it's pretty brilliant right they're they're good. They're not some of my favorites. I'm just I'm so attracted to the fact that you like them so much. Right. You're like fucking tremors. Dude, like who's it, on the tremors train? And it's I like am, me. I'm Austin. I'm that driving train. that train, man. Um, but I would yeah. love to know. Is there like tremor cons and stuff like that? You Probably, know, dude. that's awesome. You gotta I would look like into to it. Go to that. You gotta. Dude, look, I would sick. love to have you go and come back and be like Nick. That was, it was sick, dope. Yeah, dude. exactly. But uh, yo, so like still talking about green goblin but like what's your favorite super villain or who would you say like would be one of your favorites of all time yeah or like maybe of your childhood whatever you feel like if that's of your all time like the one uh during your childhood like i don't know but whatever you feel like is really your like favorite super villain Ooh, man, that's very general, that. and that's yeah. that's a I'm hard. I'm going to narrow one. down just for time's sake and stick within the Spider Verse because next to Batman, there is nobody hands down who's got a better rogues gallery of just constant people. Maybe the Flash, but the Flashes are all kind of dopey. You know, they all want to steal for like just because shit. My rent is due. You know, that's what makes them kind of everyday managed but like yeah. in terms of pound for pound person for person memorable villain spider-man and batman are the two right because spider-man wise man it's got to be dr octopus 
Nice. Just super yeah. duper fun. A great name, B great concept. Yeah. And then across all mediums. So I grew up with the Spider Man animated. And every time I think of him, I, I think of that strong German accent yeah. and he's coming around and he will lift you and stuff like that. Right. Um, another fun fact about that show, if you ever go back and watch it, they don't throw punches. They weren't allowed to be violent. So every time Spider Man does something, he is more like jujitsu. He <laughs> takes in somebody's punch and throws them or yeah. webs them up or shit. That's funny. Um, and then when Alfred, Alfred, what the fuck is that guy's last name? Anyway, the guy who played him in the second Raimi movie of the ones that we're talking about, mm-hmm. he's awesome. And that's the, that's one of the top comic book movies ever made, in my opinion, is Spider-Man 2. Nice. And then he came back for that new one that we kind of hinted at earlier. And I'm nice. just like, hell yeah, dude. So yeah. Dr. Octopus is really well. On the other side then, who's your favorite Batman villain? How do you fuck with Batman, if at all? Um, I mean... I like Batman. I've definitely seen some of the movies. Um, I honestly, like, personally, just the actors that they choose and everything, like, personally, it might just be cliche to say it, but Joker, just because of, like, at least in the movies, like, everyone who I've seen act him has done, like, phenomenal job of, like, portraying. Uh, plus, like, there's a lot of backstory to his character, so I feel like, like we're con- like we're constantly learning new things about Joker, like evolving through the stories that they put out and stuff like that, you know. So yes, I mean, there is no one backstory. There's constant evolving evolving. of them. Yes, even multiple Jokers showing up at one point. Like right. it's pretty fucking cool. No, for sure. From there, I think our last one that I definitely wanted to touch on, and it was funny as I was looking at the calendar too, we were talking about maybe even making this the whole one, maybe next time though. Like, yeah. You grew up watching a lot of Avatar as well? Yeah, um, I used to watch it on Nickelodeon all the time. It was one of my favorite shows. Um, uh, I wouldn't say like there was a lot of shows I was watching, but Avatar was definitely up there for sure. That Speaking of, of that, like I don't know, I've been kind of like getting more into anime and stuff which is cool like like what um there's this one that i've been watching it's called jujitsu kaisen it's like just came out recently in 2020 it's like Hmm. i guess it kind of reminds me of like naruto but there's like i haven't finished it yet but there's like a a pretty decent backstory but i still like i'll i have to go back because like as a kid i watched the dragon balls uh all like majority of them but I wanted to go back and touch up on those too. But yeah, like um definitely Avat like a- Avatar the Last Airbender. Like this is a side one too, but you see they're dropping a new Avatar movie as well. Like Avatar. The blue cat people, yeah, yeah, yeah we're finally getting a sequel to that That's and that looks really random, great. But yeah, no, Avatar. I only just wanted to say, I'm not trying to be rude, I wanted to look up because the Dragon Ball you were talking about, yeah. not only did you watch it as a kid, fucking everybody must be watching this, because as of today, it is the number one film in the US, $20.1 million in the US box office. Jeez. Ooh, nope, not as of today, if this recording two days ago, but fucking night. this week, guys, this yeah. month even. like It's still relevant. Love, Hell yeah, it's still, still relevant, relevant, man. Dude. And Good for them. And it's growing, too. Like, and like I feel like, well, that was like... Not the original. It was one of the, more of the original anime. In my opinion, in America, animes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, of what we know, yeah, exactly. Of, it, like, abso- yes, of what we know today as yeah. what American anime is, I would have to absolutely perfectly say that, yes, it is the 
forefather, the groundbreaker, the one that everybody was like, have you been watching this shit? It's pretty fucking cool. Right. That's so, how I started, for sure. So if you were Avatar, what would what uh, what power would you want to have? That's what I was going to ask you. Oh, I, I think shit. 100% an Earthbender. An Earthbender? Yeah, oh, man. shit, dude. There's Earth everywhere, right? I know. I, mean, I thought, I think actually me and uh, Brad the other day were talking about something like this, but I think ah, it's hard to say. Like, I think I would say water. Water would be cool. I don't really know. Like, there's so much you could do, probably. Like, just be like Aquaman, essentially. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, Earth, I think, would be cool as well. Dude, they're all cool. You know what I mean? Like fire bending, like bending fire. But now to dive into it a little bit more, then if you chose water, what sub bend would you want to go from there? Would you want to move to ice or blood bending? Remember that shit that you can yeah. blood and you can puppet people. Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would probably go for the ice. I think that would be pretty sick. Just be shooting icicles or something. Hell like, yeah. Or Do just like being able zone. to make a wall of ice. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe a little ice man even. Hell right. yeah. Dude. I feel like no, I think that choice. would be cool. What about you? So the sub bendings then for Earth, I could either do lava. Yeah. Or uh, I was going to say aluminum. Uh, metal. Right. And lava has me confused on a few different points of how they portray it on the show. So I don't really know how it works. Is there lava everywhere? How deep is it? Like there's an entire earth crust. Don't know where it comes from. I know it's a television show about (laughs) cartoons and fake shit. Right. However, it doesn't click with me. However, metal, when they described it, it was first time that we saw it was on the episode, the guru in season two Mm. group teams talk about even, um, even metal is just refined small pieces of earth and it's tough banging on that cage she's in and right. eventually she hits it and she crunches it and she shakes her wrist and she's like, tough, you rule. And yeah. then she rips it open. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. So for that reason, in a long-winded answer, I'd probably go metal because nah. A, it's metal and B, in this now world that we truly live in, like, right. I can rip a car in half. You know, exactly. I can take down a steel skyscraper or shit like that. Anything. Like metal is everywhere anymore. Yeah, I feel like honestly, I can crush a phone in my hand because it's. Oh. Yeah, no, I think you have it right with Earth. To be honest, oh, like, yeah. like I don't know, or you could just eventually get all three. If you... Be an avatar yourself. Be an avatar, yeah, dude. I would hope to. Because <laughs> if I had to then flip the other one, which coincidentally is the very opposite of that element, would be air. Right. Because A, travel would be, oh man, ready for this pun? Are you ready? Are you ready? Ready? Travel would be a breeze. Ah, good one, man. (laughs) That was a fucking good one. Break a leg. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Um, He's got an air glider, he being Aang, and like that seems super duper fucking cool. You can make a tornado. You know how close I am to work. It'd be two minutes. Whoop, right over. Man, it'd be like Superman. Make a tornado. Yeah, exactly. Bro, you could use your earth with the air and just float on a piece of earth. You ever, you remember Tao? General Tao from uh, Dragon Ball? The original? No, see, that's he's Dragon Ball the original to, makes me a little sketchy in take, terms I don't really remember. Uh, he used to take the log and just throw it. That's what you'd be doing, like, and he would follow it and just ride it all the way to his destination. Like, he was that strong that he would just throw, like, a big-ass timber and just jump up on it, and that's how he would get location to location. 
And he, when he would land, he would just stick into the ground. That's how he would land. That's like, fucking deep cuts, man. I'm that, happy to hear dude, that. That's, that's, that's hardcore. That's dude, cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost like what you would do if you had earth and, and air. Dude, mm-hmm. You could just float on a piece of earth. <laughs> now, what's funny is, would you in any capacity want to do fire? I think so, yeah. But, I mean, I don't really see how it's as effective. Like, what would be cool is, like, waters, like, this is just me thinking deep about it but it's like dude we don't even know the ocean so having control of it dude like i would be able to discover things or like be able to you know what i mean it would just be cool to have those powers like i don't see where fire like besides like being able to like like you said a volcano or like maybe below the earth but like you said i don't know fire really i feel like doesn't take us far or like maybe not i'm just saying in general like in this world too you know if we're translating from that one to this one having electricity basically takes away the two main sources of fire heat and light source Mm -hmm. so already the two big things that would have definitely helped them in their times because they they only up until avatar we're not talking cora just avatar had steam yeah. Which is again a product of fire. So like that's that's as far as they're going technologically. They're still lighting lamps. They're still right. heating via wood and shit like that. So having that power, then I could see being like, oh, this is very yeah, there's very helpful. Not much fire. However, around. now like if I sneezed and then my curtains went up, like now what am I going to do? Oh, like yeah. I I cannot see that shit being good in this environment of what I need it for. You know, I have Just a stove. That chi- yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing that I need. I like the, this world has figured that out in right. that time. I could see it though. But if yeah. we're in terms of standing in uh, lion turtles, which one's going to grant us the power? Right. No, I'm not standing in front of the fire one. That one would go last in terms of my list. I think I'd go earth, air, water, fire. You, um, water, earth, air, and fire. Fire is the last yeah. one. Yeah. Cause like I said, I just, I don't know. I feel like how much can you do with fire anyways? Like, like I said, you could shoot fireballs or whatever, be able to do whatever you want. I guess in combination, it'd be cool. You can make like a fire tornado if you want or some crazy shit. Like again, the only cool thing that I could think about is if society goes down, you're set. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause even their subgenre from there is electricity. Yeah. So maybe if you had a generator, I could charge that thing. That's something actually we see in Cora. Right. An entire job of a firebender is literally just channeling electricity and filling generators. Right. So that works in a today kind of society yeah. of shit you can do. Nah, you know, if you, I could set up this entire house and all I'd have to do is go out and do a few <laughs> hours of firebending right into it and. I have free heat, light, yeah, everything. It's like some RuneScape grind right there. You can definitely go off the grid with that. <laughs> it's just like some bit. RuneScape grind. That'd be cool. Be outside for like five hours just doing the same task. Yeah, like. literally just... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and just doing that for a few hours. Be tired. Hell yeah. Probably break a sweat. Yeah, no, nah, that'd be sick though. I would love to have some powers like that. Oh, dude, all the time. That was me also, you know, as we're talking about little shit and like stuff we did as a kid. Even now, it's a little bit less now, but I would try for superpowers all the time. I would just jump, like hoping one day I'd fly. I'd move yeah. and look at shit like, uh, dude, I still wish I could fly. Dude. Yep. All the time. That or would be the so cool. Like yeah. you said. 
even if it was like physically taxing to fly, right. like running, you know, if I had to get good at it yeah. and get in shape to do it, it'd even still be worth it. And right. it doesn't even have to be too high, like 20 feet, 30 feet tops. Yeah. That's why they got cool. VR now. Yeah. Because I also you wouldn't just, want to go so high. Like, what if I fell? in VR. Yeah. Have you, you ever done anything like with those things on? Like, you're talking about virtual reality, yeah. right? Yeah. I've never uh, worn those goggles or nothing. I want to get one, but my buddy has one. They're me. pretty neat. Like, yeah. I was surprised. Like, when I did one on the PlayStation, it gave me motion sickness. But the one, like, the actual ones that you buy um, that are, like, their own separate thing or, like, one that connects to a PC, they're smooth. Like, it was cool. I think, like, a Star Wars game would be sick in that shit. Dude. Nice. You fuck with Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars is a good one, too. Nice. Let's drop that as a hint for your next time on here, yeah, man, because I would love Star to talk Wars. about some Star Wars. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, nah. Even now to know that we could talk about Plus, it tomorrow then I could brush like, up. yeah. Then I could definitely brush up on some stuff, because me and my brother were watching it a few weeks ago, but I would like to go back. I want to watch them in order, like, as for, like, chronologically. Thank you. I was going to say, what do you consider order? Yeah. How would you watch the Mike? Like the, I like Episode the OG number? way. Like the OG way where it was four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, so you can go all seven, the way eight, up. nine, right. exactly. But um, that's another thing too. I have to watch that newest one. But you haven't like, even finished the Skywalker saga, then you haven't done nine. No, dude. That's what I'm saying. So, like, well, let's do a full review. That I could fun. even watch them all the way in chronologically till i get to nine and then end it on nine you know what i mean that's that pretty fucking pretty gangster sick. hell yeah you would be the most authoritative figure on the subject matter <laughs> by the time you got to the end to understand nah, exactly yeah. how it ends so that'd be cool dude that's another thing yeah we could talk about that another time because the the universe in star wars is just how we were talking about earlier like an ever expanding like in batman like or joker like to star wars just it's still relevant today too. Like it's another one. Like yeah, Star Wars is sick. Since my parents, my parents grew up watching Star Wars. Like my yep. mom loves Star Wars. Whenever they come out with a new one, she's always trying to go see it. So, but trying yeah, trying to meet your mom, dude. Me and her just gonna dude, hang out, I'm watch movies. You, bro. I think, yeah, dude. And look at our Gopher friends, <laughs> which is a deep cuts joke, but we know it. Nah, yeah, R.I.P. But there's yeah. still. She said there's a mama. And yeah, a I mama was telling and a Meg, baby. there's a baby, isn't there? And All the babies yeah, cute. <laughs> That's All right, saying. guys, I gotta let everybody know really, really <laughs> super, super quick. Across from where we work, there is a place that his mom works. And like for the longest time, we both unknowingly were tracking the same gopher and then it died and we were really sad. And now we know there's a baby and a mama. There you go. Yeah. Fucking There's love always those a gophers, happy man. Ending, so. I love those gophers. I was just Dude. telling Meg, I was like, I think one's a baby because it doesn't stay out to say hello. Like if it sees you, <laughs> it goes right in. Meanwhile, the mom will still like side eye you. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm standing here. But then if you go to approach, it goes right in. Right. So I don't Dude, even approach. Groundhog. I literally just stop and I wave it. And I'm just like, what's up, girl? And then it takes <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> the groundhog, though. I haven't seen him. I don't see oh, him back? anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that one I haven't seen in a while. I don't know. He relocated or something. He, They're quick. He's I scared. think that one's really down by the one, like, because behind the other place, there's a guy who comes and feeds them corn. Uh, I think he's in there now. He's luring Like, away. a little bit past the dumpster. Yeah. Dude, he scared me one time, bro. I came out that back door, and he was looking at me, and I looked at him, and I literally, <laughs> ah! Like, anybody who doesn't know, that's the best I'm going to do. If you surprise me, I'm just going to make an awkward noise, and hopefully you don't attack me. <laughs> 
Well, sir, this has been fun. This has yeah, been man, almost too much time. damn fun. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. I dude. know you just worked a full day. You got to get home, get some sleep, and be back at work in just a little bit. Yeah, dude. My no bad doubt. for keeping you so long, but I oh. appreciate it. I really, really do, man. Thank dude, you. Dude, you're good. Thanks for having me, man. It was a great time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely have you back for another episode. It'll be a good time. Anybody on the other end, if you haven't already, we've talked about it more than once, but it'd be really cool if you can click, subscribe, like, all those fun things. Not only on this Buds, Bros, and Superheroes podcast, but one more time, sir. We played a song in the middle of the podcast. If you're catching us at the very end, go back to the middle, listen to the song, and if you like the song, follow you where? Uh, At Illegal Seagull. uh, Illegal, S-I-E-G-E-L. You can find me on all uh, streaming platforms. Um, and also find me on Instagram at illegal underscore seagull. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, you could just keep up to date. I'm definitely going to be dropping some new stuff. So just keep up to date. You can find me on social media. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you guys on the other end. If you can't do any of that stuff, though, in terms of the Internet, at the end of the day, a podcast really can be supported by one thing, and that's word of mouth. So if you have a friend who likes Buds, Bros, and Superheroes, I got a fucking show for them. I have been Nick James, joined by... Illegal Seagull. Buds, Bros, and Superheroes are out of here.